Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The number two internet radio program according to talkstreamlive.com. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Welcome back to our big broadcast coast to coast in Boulder to Boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news, and programming information, all available on our fantastic, fantastic app. We have got two great guests joining us today on the telephone. We are going to let them introduce themselves, and we'll talk a little bit about why they're here. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, my friends. Hi there. Thanks for having us on. I'm Dale Atkins. And, and I'm Amanda Salls Hauer. How are you? Pretty good, actually. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Uh, the new book is The Kindness Advantage, Cultivating Compassionate and Connected Children. Tell us a little bit about this uh, incredible book here. Well, we would love to tell you about the book. It is really about kindness and why we can help our children develop kindness habits in their lives that will last a lifetime and what we really believe is that we are all hardwired for kindness and that we just have to cultivate these incredible attributes in our children as parents and grandparents we can do this every day now this this book absolutely incredible tell me a little bit about the writing process for the book Well, it actually took us about five years to write this book, and Dale and I are actually a niece and aunt team. I'm the niece, she's the aunt, and um, Dale had been doing some talks, um, particularly around the topic of raising charitable children, and she asked me if I would be interested in exploring this with her a little bit, and I said I definitely would be. And one of the first things that we did was interview people who we viewed as exceptionally charitable people. And through that process, we really better understood that what we wanted to write about was raising kind kids rather than raising charitable kids, because kindness was sort of that anchor and so many other good qualities kind of grow out of that kindness. We've got uh, two great guests joining us today here on our broadcast. Dr. Atkins and Ms. Salzer are uh, joining us today. Now, why kindness? What is the kindness advantage? Give us details. The kindness advantage is really what we feel allows people to be present with one another, to be patient. When you're kind, you are generally more patient. You want to listen, you communicate respectfully, and you really demonstrate an interest in that other person's life. And when you do those things, and when you are compassionate, and you accept people, and you have a commitment to a relationship or to something, and you are giving and nurturing, you probably will have an advantage in life because you'll be happier. There are studies, very interesting studies, that connect kindness and happiness from very, very young children. 
children as young, believe it or not, as three months old, and there were studies done with toddlers as young as two. And, and what happens is the more kind acts we do, the, the more we want to do, and our view of the world changes, and we see that we can make a difference. So we have an advantage to be able to connect with people, make a difference, and be happier, and by the way, also healthier, mentally and physically. It's remarkable what can happen when we do acts of kindness and we try to change our world in a positive way. So that's the advantage. We've got two great guests joining us today. The Kindness Advantage, it is the latest from them. Now, what were what were we seeing that made us want, want to write this book? Because you guys are uh, just uh, amazing. Uh, tell us about the journey of writing this book. So Dale is a psychologist, and I am a social worker, and we both work with kids and families. And what we were seeing both in our practices and you know, with our own kids and grandkids, friends, was that kids were not as connected to each other, engaged in the world around them, um, as we wanted our own kids to be and as we thought they should be. And so that was really part of the initial motivation for for writing this book. We wanted to give parents and grandparents a, a, a roadmap, you know, a concrete guidebook for how to nurture these characteristics, kindness, empathy, compassion, acceptance in our kids and help them have those connections, which are so vital. We've got two great guests joining us today here on the big broadcast. The Kindness Advantage is the latest from them. Now, talk about your relationship and family background. Well, as Amanda said, we are aunt and niece. Amanda's mother is my sister. And Amanda and I have had a lovely and close relationship since she was born. I'm very grateful for that. And uh, we had this bond about kind of how we, how we saw the world. And in noticing how Amanda was raising her three wonderful children, her three daughters who are all teenagers, um, I was so impressed with how she introduced them to the world and what their responsibility was and to be connected and to help. And I thought that was so wonderful. And I was also not only, as Amanda mentioned before, a psychologist, but also a mom and a grandmom. And we just, we, we were able to kind of connect our family. My father, Amanda's grandfather, uh, was one of the kindest people I've ever known and generous and sweet and everyone wanted to be with him. And when we thought about the qualities that he had, he was, he's been gone for over 20 years. Um, he was just, he lit up a room and everyone wanted to talk to him because he was a great listener. And he always made everyone feel connected to him and the world. And he was a gentle soul. And he was strong, but he was kind. And we had role models. Uh, we, we have an aunt who, who passed away, but I remember going to visit her. She lived across the street from us when I was growing up. And she was, she was always knitting things for people, baby hats and, and baby outfits. And she was giving them away. And she was also enthusiastically writing Braille books. And she was a teacher, and that was her hobby. And she would write Braille books. And interestingly, her daughter, who's a doctor, also writes Braille books and writes medical texts in Braille. 
and we we had many role models around. I'm sure Amanda could add a few, but those are the ones that come to mind. Well, uh, Amanda, add 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 to that. Okay. Um, you know, I'll, I'll come a generation down and talk about my own parents um, who were always terrific kindness role models. And, you know, when we think about some of the tools we want to give parents and grandparents, one of the first things we say is think about how you behave and what you want your kids to see, right? As we all know, our kids see and hear everything that we're doing. Um, you know, to, so to think about as you are going through the course of your day, you know, do you smile at other people on the street when you see them? Do you hold the door for people, uh, you know, coming, coming through a door behind you? Do you help somebody in the supermarket who's struggling to reach something on a high shelf? Um, you know, so it could be those day-to-day -day kind of things or being more deeply engaged in your community. Uh, you know, my mom, one of the things that I remember from early, you know, from elementary school is uh, there wasn't, a, you know, kind of enough funding in the elementary school that I went to for arts programming. And so a lot of the parents would come in and volunteer their time and, you know, run an art class or teach art history or teach music, you know, whatever they felt comfortable doing. And that was something that I, you know, that I remember my, that was important to my mom and her coming in to do. Uh, you know, my dad as well, you know, would volunteer his time when he could. And, you know, if he had, you know, could had the ability to make a donation to an organization, a religious organization, an educational organization that was important to him, he would do that too. And one of the most important things that we know from, you know, from of the research, some of the research that's been done is that parents and grandparents need to be role models, but also need to talk to their kids about why they're doing the things they're doing, why it's important to them, what they're getting from it. And that really helps lay this foundation for their kids. We've got two great guests joining us today here on our big program. Now, um, how do you get your kids to be charitable? Tell us about this. Well, I think we get them to be charitable by doing what Amanda just said is modeling for them and to really look at the underlying, what we call the fundamentals, to tell you the truth, those attributes that contribute to being charitable. And among the most important is not only to, talk, to, to be a role model and show what you're doing as far as the volunteering and how it, and how it affects you, but try and also tell your children how it affects the person who's on the receiving end. So what you can do is you can really help your kids appreciate their own talents and their own attributes and what they do well. And if you, if you do that, you can say, you know, you're so good at art. Why don't we make some cards for some kids who are in the hospital and make them feel better? Or why don't you, or you're so good with music. Maybe you can, you know, why don't you try and, and entertain at the local, at the local uh, senior center? Or why don't, you, why don't you think about something that we might be able to do together as a family to make a difference in our community that might have to do with homelessness? And maybe we can all serve food at a particular, you know, on a particular weekend. And one of the things we also know is that there are certain behaviors that parents exhibit, and they then have these kids who want to give. And they talk about the importance of giving and how they can help other people by their own actions. They speak about their own charity, 
and they also support their kids in what their kids cared about. They don't try to change their kids' passions. They, they follow their kids' passions. And they also tell their children when they're proud of them and when they do good things. They encourage their kids to be their own people. To really, their uniqueness is what's celebrated. And they talk about how, how their actions and the kids' actions make other people feel. And these are some of the things that parents can do and grandparents can do to encourage their children to not only be charitable, but to be kind. We've got a great guest with us today. They both join us live here on our broadcast. Now, what are three everyday things you can do to help your child become kinder? <laughs> well, um, one thing I, that, that we would suggest is ask your child, who was kind to them today? And who were they kind to? And what that does is help them kind of reflect on their interactions throughout the day. But it also, particularly in asking your child who was kind to him or her, helps them develop empathy. So in thinking about, wow, that person um, you know, saw me drop my sweatshirt on the way out of the locker room and ran up to me with it and gave it back to me. And I really felt good about that. And that, you know, and I, and I appreciated that they did something for me. So that's one thing that we can do. Um, another thing that you can do, which will, you know, is, is sort of along the same lines, but it's something that can be, um, incorporated for your whole family is you can make a kindness chart. Um, a lot of us as parents use you know, behavior modification charts and for different purposes, um, but with a kindness chart, you can help your child keep track of, again, who they were kind to and who was kind to them. Another activity that we have in the book is um, we have a list of list of different adjectives that people might use to describe someone. And what we ask is for kids and parents to think about what are three adjectives you would like people to use when they describe you. And that's a way to really think about sort of the, the you know, who you are and the image that you project in the world and how you want other people to see you. So those are three ideas. We've got two great guests with us today. They join us live here on our big broadcast. Now, um, why start so early? Where is the evidence for starting early? Well, the evidence for starting early is, is very, it's breathtaking because um, we hadn't had that evidence for a long time, and now there's some great studies going on. And uh, the scientific evidence is there are three-month-old children who prefer helpers to hinderers. Um, and this particular study was done at the Yale Baby Lab, and it shows an understanding of the value of helping others in need. There's evidence with toddlers who are younger than two years old, and they show that they're happier when they give treats to others than when they receive treats to themselves. So this engagement with other children. And, you know, as we mentioned before, we really do believe, and the evidence shows that we are hardwired for kindness. There's, there are studies with 12 to 11-year-olds who perform kindness acts regularly, and we see positive changes, not only in their schoolwork, their academics, but they're more socially connected. They're more socially accepted by others. They're more inclusive, and interestingly, they're less likely to be bullied. And what happens is that 
kindness leads to compassion. It leads to happiness. It leads to a future success. And if we start young, we can develop these habits. Kindness is like a muscle, right? And it needs to be developed. Even though we're hardwired for it, we need to work it. We need that it doesn't atrophy. And there are preschool, parents of preschool kids who will be very, very attentive and observing their kids and praising them for academics achievement. You know, you're, oh, you're so smart, or you read so well, or you're so talented on the soccer field, or whatever it is. But somehow, for some reason, they overlook the kind acts that the kids do. And we would like people to be able to, from a very young age, encourage that kindness muscle, encourage those kindness acts, and really give their kids feedback for being so sweet. You know, you notice that the dog's bowl was, was empty, and you, you filled it for him. That was really a lovely thing to do. That was so kind of you. Or you noticed that your friend was crying, and you went over to comfort her. That was a very, very sweet thing to do. I'm sure you made her feel better. To articulate to the children what they're doing, because it's a value to you, it's a value in your family. We've got two great guests joining us today. The Kindness Advantage is the latest from them. How do you teach kindness? Well, I think it's really incorporating all of these elements that we've been talking about. So, you know, step one as a parent is modeling kindness yourself, modeling it, talking about what you're doing, why you're doing it. And in addition to being a role model yourself, point out to your child when you see acts of kindness in the world around you. It may be somebody that you don't know who you walk by on the street. It may be a neighbor who you notice is carrying in groceries for another neighbor who, you know, has a has a car full after coming back from the supermarket. It may be a celebrity uh, who's doing something that, that you appreciate and that is consistent with the values in your family. Another thing that you can do is, as Dale said, Notice, praise, and show value for acts of kindness that your child is doing him or herself. And the, another thing you can do is help your child follow their passion and their interest and use that for doing good. We've got two great guests joining us today. The Kindness Advantage is the latest from them. Why is it important to be kind? Give us examples of what society looks like when people are not kind. What society looks like is a society where people don't care about one another, that they don't feel connected to one another, where people are isolated and suffering from isolation. It's a society where someone in need is not heard. And I think that one of the things that's really important to us is that if we can just allow ourselves to realize that we are so much more similar than different, we are all part of a human family, we are all connected, that we can assist one another and we can be kind to one another. And the more kindness we do, the more kindness we want to do. And by the way, there's also a benefit to people when they are kind because there's something called a helper's high. And your body chemistry changes, your brain chemistry changes, and you want to do more good deeds. I think that when we are in a society that is disconnected and unfeeling and unempathetic to what another person's pain or just their situation is, we then become disconnected also from ourselves. And we are 
connected. We are human beings, and human beings are connected. So what we hope is that when we feel disconnected, that we try and heal rather than make it more divisive. We've got a great guest with us today. Joins us live here in our broadcast, Dr. Atkins and Ms. Salzer. And uh, they join us live talking about uh, the kindness advantage. Now, um, what do you do when your kid is not being kind? Well, you know, of course, like so many of these conversations, it varies a little bit based on your child's age. So if you have a toddler and you're in the playground with them and you notice them whack another kid over the head with their shovel in the sandbox, you're going to intervene in that moment and say, you know, no, we don't do that. Um, But for slightly older kids, the first thing you want to do is try to get a sense of what's going on in the situation because there are lots of different reasons that kids might be unkind. Sometimes kids are unkind if they're afraid of something or they're in a situation where they feel anxious and they, you know, and they lash out in a way that's unkind. Sometimes kids get swept up, you know, in a group of other kids that are doing something unkind. And some other times, your child won't even know that what they're doing is actually unkind. So you want to get a, get a sense of what's happening. Then what you want to do is talk to your child about alternative ways that they could behave or, or alternatives about what they could say. So, for example, if you're on the sidelines at a soccer game and, uh, and you hear your child talk to, talk to another child and say, hey, I can't believe you missed that play. We lost the game because of you. Right? That's unkind. So you might say, hey, you know what? That was one play in the game. And you guys are a team, right? So everybody's behavior contributed to the loss. How would you feel if somebody on the team came up and said to you, it's all your fault that we lost the game? So you want to talk to them about alternative ways that they can speak and behave to other people that might be more kind. And you also want to, again, kind of tap into, uh, tap into the idea of empathy and help your child understand how it might feel to be on the other end of that unkind comment or unkind behavior. We've got two great guests joining us today, Dr. Atkins, Ms. Sulzberg, and of course, uh, you can get more information on the Kindness Advantage online. Now, um, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the different reviews and some of the different feedback you've gotten on the book so far. Well, thank you for asking. We have been absolutely humbled by the response to the book. We, um, We wrote it for parents and grandparents of very young children. And we are receiving wonderful notices from people who are parents and grandparents and people who are educators. A lot of teachers are trying to find ways to incorporate this into their schools from the religious community, from religious leaders, community leaders, and parents of older children, which has really been very gratifying because we have, uh, you know, our target audience, but then we also have examples for parents uh, to extrapolate from with their older children. And we, we have gotten, in fact, we actually changed our website so that people could share their stories with us. We now have a way, a portal for people to tell us what they're doing, either because they were inspired by the book or because they just thought, you know, they'd like to share a story that they're doing with their child or their grandchild or in their classroom. And we have just been blown away. I mean, it's, it's, it, we really feel very, very fortunate. And 
and also fortunate to talk with you and, and, and be able to share with your audience so that, so that people can, you know, respond. I think now people are very hungry for examples of kindness and want to know how to not only heal wounds, but how to be in an arena where they may be encountering people who are unkind and want to deal with it in a way that's productive. How do we go through this, come out the other side while being respectful of each other and, by, and so we can learn? And I think, you know, if we're, if we're having some impact in that space, that's really, that's really wonderful and we're very grateful. Well, we've about run out of time. I appreciate it. Ladies, uh, before we let you go, how do we find you guys online and pick up the book? So our website is www.thekindnessadvantagebook.com, and you can find the book online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, and Books A Million, or you can go into your local independent bookstore and ask for them to order it for you. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate it, ladies. Thanks for being with us. Thanks so Thank much for you. having us. Definitely. Thank you so much. Check out The Kindness Advantage, and uh, it is absolutely amazing. That wraps it up here for our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We'll see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.